0: Hello, I am live streaming on my YouTube channel, Spiritism. Today, we're going to bring you the NDE of Diego, a life review and peek at the future. And this is part two. So first, I want to welcome everyone. If you're interested, please subscribe to my channel. Hit the bell. Please leave a comment. Hit the like button. Um, Whatever you can do, share the video because we are talking about near-death experiences and Spiritism. And this is all brought to you, my book, The Spirit World Talks to Us, 12 Accounts from Near Death and Other Experiences. And when I finish live streaming, I will put the links below in the description. So let's get started on part two of Diego's NDE. So we had left in part one when he had a life review. So now, after Diego's life review, he came to a place that resembled an old train station. He could detect and even converse with souls rising from earth and spirits returning to earth. Some had just been visiting the spirit realm during their sleep. Others were leaving their physical bodies for the last time. So, again, it's, I mean, um, Diego had a very wide experience. It was just, just amazing. So, here he is in this Grand Central Station of Souls. And so, Like any large city, movement is constant, and with enough souls there is always someone on the move, and an organization is required to maintain order. We think of the spirit world as clouds and the music of harps. In reality, it is a functioning well-oiled machine in the business of teaching immature spirits to become valued members of the higher levels of heaven. Diego, like countless others, stood in the middle of the great transit station and marveled at the march of souls hurrying to and fro, each one for a definite reason. Here is what Diego saw, and I'll read from his description that he sent to me. I saw people descending, going back, and others ascending. Some people were known to me for twenty earth years, but I hadn't seen them again. I asked them what they were doing there, and they began to explain to me the types of illnesses they had had. I also met people unknown to me then who I met many years later in their bodies on the earth realm. I asked one of the two persons I did know what he was doing there. And he told me he'd had a very serious health problem and almost died. But the health problem had already been solved by the doctors. This is the reason why he was going back to his body. Nevertheless, another friend who was a friend of my family for many years, was leaving the earth realm in a definite way. So I was told. Then came some guides to take the friend who had been ill back to earth through a tubular shape in descent. I also observed other tubular shapes through which other souls were ascending, and among them the lady known to me in my family whose body had died. I inquired if the lady could go back. They said her time was over and that she had definitely left her body. I felt the energy of the lady perturbed, because she was confused. Since she did not know her body was dead, and I avoided meeting her, in that moment, my guide smiled. So, what are we being told? Well, there is an army of spirits who watch over us, guide us, and help lead us during our time asleep in the physical world to our last day on earth. What Diego witnessed is just another day at work for many dedicated spirits who have chosen to help their fellow man. So let's talk about, Diego saw these people being helped. So let's talk about how the spirit world helps souls who just passed over. So Spiritism has brought up to us more information about the help given to the dying and the souls and who have passed over from the physical world to the other side. In a series of books by the spirit Henri Luis, psychographed by Francisco Chico Xavier, this subject is discussed from many angles. The caring and effort to help people make the transition is considerable. The subject is also reviewed in the Reverend Owens' book, and his mother, who was in the spirit world at the time, talked to him about the assistance given to the newly dead. This is what she said. Now, let us see if we can press you to write a few words of the conditions which we found when we arrived here. So let me just put this in in context. She's in the spirit world. She, She had died, you know, many years ago, and he is psychographing um, the information that she as a spirit is passing on to her son. The conditions, that is, of those who pass over here when they first arrive, they are not all of an equal degree of spiritual development, of course, and therefore require different treatment. Many, as you know, do not realize for some time the fact that they are what they would call dead because they find themselves alive and with a body, and their previous vague notions of the after death are not, by any means, likely thrown away. That is what she told Reverend G. Bowen, and I can attest to that. that is, I have seen that in mediums meeting. I'm not a medium, but I've been on the side, not on the table, but on the, on the, on the wall, in the chair, sitting and listening to people who, who it's like, am I dead? And they don't understand they're dead because they still feel that they're themselves. And this just shows you how informative spiritist literature is. As we have seen in spiritist books, among those who have slight spiritual inclination or knowledge, are quite rightly confused. Even those who are spiritual, and practice one of the, relig- the religions, are often taken aback. Most are taught we become another being, or we are sent to heaven right away in the form of an angel. We cast off not only, not only our bodies but our basic characteristics and are transformed into graceful and noble entities. Imagine the surprise when we find out we are who we are. Then Bao's mother takes us through the regular process to wake up the confused soul who has come over to the spirit realm. This is what she told her son. The first thing to do then, with such those, is to help them to realize the fact that they are no more in the earth life. And to do this, we employ methods. One is to ask them whether they remember some friend or relative. And when they reply that they do so, but that he is dead, we try and enable them to see this particular spirit, who, appearing alive, should convince the doubter that he is really passed over. This is not always the case, for the ingrained fallacies are obstinate, and so we try another method. We take that person to some scene on earth with which he is familiar, and show him those whom he has left behind, and the difference in his state and theirs. If this should fail, we bring to his recollection the last experiences he underwent before passing, and gradually lead up to them when he fell asleep, and then we try to connect up that moment with his awakening here. All these endeavors often fail, more often than you would imagine, for character is built up year by year, and the ideas which we go to help in this building become very firmly embedded in his character. Also, we have to be very careful not to overtax him, or it would delay his enlightenment. Sometimes, however, in the case of those who are more enlightened, they realize immediately that they are passing to the spirit land, and then our work is easy. That is what she wrote, her son from the spirit world. So the last thing most of us expect to be when we die is the continuation of what we were before death. andre Luis wished to explore exactly how a spiritually aware person felt after their death. In the book, Workers of the Life Eternal, Psychographed by Chico Xavier, andre Luis is given permission to ask questions to a man called Demas who had just passed away. Now, Demas, in his physical life, he was an untiring medium who worked for the good of incarnates and discarnates. André was part of a spirit team who was sent to help Demas disconnect from his physical life. It is worth noting that one of the main obstacles was the desire of his family for him to recover and once more be part of their life. This happens many, many times for many people. And the thoughts from emanating from Demas' wife and children kept him tied to earth. The spirit team had to resort to the camouflage of making Demas appear to recover so his family would leave the spirit team a few hours of peace to begin the process to be, bring demons over to the spirit realm, and I have seen this myself with other people who've been sick, and now I understand it is the spirit world kind of makes that person like, oh, they're having this recovery, so people stop having these thoughts because thought is action in the spirit world, and that your thoughts keep this person who's due to go to the spirit world. And believe me, their reward in the spirit world going to heaven is much better than being on earth and not well, but. They have to make you stop thinking of that all the time, so then you let them have peace so they can help that person uh, get rid- get out of their physical body. So, upon his death, Demas was placed in a coffin, and next the coffin was taken to the cemetery, where the funeral procession included at least 20 discarnates other the spirits, including the newly departed. who was right there at his funeral. At the cemetery, where the coffin containing the remains of Demas is being buried, Andre asks his director if he can pose some questions to Demas, now separated from his body and in spirit form. The director gives his permission to explore more what it feels like to be newly dead. So Andre, who's, you know, a spirit of course, he turns to Demas he says, well, are you experiencing any physical pain? And then Demas says, well, I still have a clear impression of the body I've just left behind, but I have noticed that in wishing to remain close to my own loved ones and to continue on where I've been for so many years, I relieve, relive all the suffering that I had endured. However, when I resign myself to accepting the higher designs, I immediately feel lighter and comforted. Despite the short amount of time that I've been awake, I've already been able to make such an observation." Then André Louis says, what about the five senses? He says, they're perfect working order. And then André says, well, are you hungry? And he says, Well, I can actually tell them my stomach is empty, and I would be glad if I had something to eat, but this physical desire is neither uncomfortable nor torturing. And Andre says, Are you thirsty? He goes, Yes, although I do not suffer because of it. So there you have it. And this is what's wonderful in the books by uh of so Xavier, but it's like a whole series of Andre Louise books. And the first one is No Solar. I'd recommend everybody to read No Solar. N O S S O. A space L A R. So you can get that on Amazon, in Kindle, or in paperback. So, as usual, Andre poses the questions we would all like to know. There are an enormous number of gems and information in each one of Andre Luis's books. Again, I encourage everybody to discover more about the spirit world, starting with No Solar. That's his story of Andre Luis's death and eventually rescue from the lower zone. And then to the time he goes to the city of Nelson Solar. It's also a movie called uh, Astral City, and you can get that. You can actually rent it on YouTube, I think, for $2.99 or something like that. Uh, And there may be other places at Netflix. I'm not sure, but Astral City, and it's the movie of the book, No So Long. Excellent. I recommend it to anyone. So let's now go to an example of a soul who has just passed over. Another example, I should say, Val Owen's mother tells us of an actual case. She was on. She and her group were sent to assist a woman who was on the cusp of passing over. And they arrived to see the dying lady, surrounded by sad friends. All were extremely sorry to see her leave the earth. And the narrative starts as this. This is what Bowen's mother told him. This is what he wrote down in, in the book. Of course, I have all this in my book, The Spirit World Talks. She fell asleep in the court of life was severed by our watching friends, and then, softly, they awoke her, and she looked up and smiled very sweetly at the kind face of one who leaned over her. She lay there perfectly happy and content, until she began to wonder why these strange faces were around her in place of the nurses and friends she had last seen. She inquired where she was, and, when she was told, it a look of wonder and of yearning came over her face, And she asked to be allowed to see the friends she had left. This was granted her, and she looked on them through the veil and shook her head sadly. If they could only know, she said, how free from pain I am now and comfortable. Can you not tell them? We tried to do so, but only one of them heard, and I think, and he only imperfectly, and soon put it away as a fancy. We took her from that scene, and after she had somewhat gained strength, To a children's school where her little boy was. And when her little boy must have passed away um beforehand. And when she saw him, her joy was too great for words. He had passed over some few years before and had been placed in this school where he had lived ever since. And I have a lot of information about children in heaven uh, in my other books and probably also on YouTube in one of my videos. Then the child became instructor to his mother, and this sight was a pretty one to see. He led her about the school and the grounds, and showed her the different places and his schoolmates, and all the while his face beamed with delight, and so did the mother's. We left her a while, and then when we returned, we found those two sitting in an arbor, and she was telling him about those she had left behind, and he was telling her of those who had come before, and whom he had met, and of his life in the school. And it was as much as we could do to tear her away with a promise that she should soon return and often to her boy. Now, when I said that they took her away from her boy, don't don't worry. She was taken to a place where she could recuperate after her release from the physical life. It takes a while. Some people not so long, some people longer. This process is intended to calm the stresses of coming back into the spirit form and to make her ready to restart true life as a spirit. Now, there are many examples which are quite like the one above in the books by Xavier from the 1850s when Alec Kardec codified spiritism to the present. We have been given a clear and consistent picture of what death really is. Now, independently of any communications from spirits about helping the dead, i had a series of emails with a medium who had retained memories of her previous life. Well, somehow she read my blog and was fascinated of how close spiritism was to her own experience. Then she read the book No Solar, which talked about spirit guides who assisted the recently passed. And the team of spirit helpers were who were responsible for wrestling Andre Louise, the spirit who dictated the book de Xavier. Well, she read this book, and then she wrote me, she goes... She goes, I just love the book, Chico Xavier is also Laura. He goes, as someone who remembers being a helper, it was exciting to see home identified. I thought I was the only one who knew about remembered home. I must have worked there for hundreds of years helping spirits. Then I came back here to learn some new things for a couple of short lifetimes, plus this one. Anyway, I wanted to vouch for home as a reality. Now, this is from a medium. Uh, who I had emailed back and forth. The details about its structure might vary, but it is an amazing place of love. And from home, you can access any place on earth. It's not uncommon for people who have reached the helper level to enter the dreams of the embodied, which can be done directly from home to offer help and advice. So once again, this is a person that had been aware of Spiritism or Chico Xavier's books, right? They find verification of their own ideas and memories. She did say that unlike Andre's experience, where he spent time in the lower zone, not all people experience this frightening episode after death. And she gave me one example. And she says, it's not really, you know, all the time like Andre, because he experienced a dark and scary landscape. But I want to know that the arrival zone could be different for everyone. It will be basically your own mind-created object. With sudden or unexpected deaths, people often don't know they have crossed over. For they look for familiarity and their own mind creates that for them. The good news is that someone like me, what I used to do anyway, she's telling me, will meet you where you are and help you through the process. Now, what she told me of course is completely correct. In Andres Louise's books, there are many instances of spirit helpers assisting people right from their deathbeds and other locations. Andre Louise was in the lower zone the or the umbrow is referred to in Portuguese because when he died he was called a unconscious suicide now in the case of suicide the spirit who takes his or own his or her own life is generally obligated to remain in the lower zone the umbrow in such such time as her normal death would have occurred until you never wanted commit suicide now there are exceptions to this I'll make sure that people know it doesn't always happen and there's always exceptions this Variations. That's the general rule. Hence, the spirit rule frowns on people leaving the earthly temples before you are dismissed. Now, an unconscious suicide. Andre 8 did not deliberately kill himself, but he allowed his behavior, where he had syphilis, to cut short his life. Hence, he unconsciously committed suicide. The second lesson is that not only must we finish the class assigned to us, but we have to take care of the materials we are given, our bodies, right? We can't drink ourselves to death and all that. So then she conveys more of a recollection. This is what she wrote me. I remember many instances of having to adjust my vibration to see what the new arrival was seeing. People often see their place of work or their home or their beach or hell if they think that's where they are going. I had to help them through that. So, for instance, One man wanted to find his office, so I helped him. And while we located his office, we talked. At some point when the time was right, I always asked, do you remember what you're doing just before you met me here? And this conversation would eventually lead them to the realization that they had passed on to the next life. Then, and only then, could I lead them to home for what amounted to a sessions with a social worker examining their lives. Now. Let me finish this out. making a uh, comment. It wasn't judgmental. It was more like what went well, what could have been better, etc. And sometimes I felt bad when people were sent back, which would only happen after the counselor and the person both agreed this was for the best. Now, when I tell you all this, it sounds so much like work. You know, you go to your help through your death. It's like a new baby is born. Baby, you know, it's over. People go around the baby. Make sure it's got all the vaccination or the, you know, everything's checked. And, you know, there's a social worker to help you. I mean, this is, you know, a lot of times spirits say earth is a poor reflection of the spirit world, right? But heaven is earth perfect. And at some time, earth will be perfect when we um, come into another level of a planet. That's the, that's the point of other books and uh, videos I have. Now, then she keeps writing me. Another I remember was a very take charge upper class kind of man who mostly sneered and barked orders at me as he tried to find his way to familiar surroundings. I just smiled and helped. And eventually the question, the realization that we would go home. It was always home. Well, she wrote that, me that small little paragraph and you know, it's interesting because everything she has verified by accounts and spirits of literature. But so then I wrote back and I said, you know, that sounds—that sounds like someone like me. That's what I would do. So then she expounded on her experience in assisting this bombastic gentleman. So time doesn't mean much when you're home. But the incident I referred to was probably in 1800, maybe. The gentleman was a victim of an accident on a sailing ship and found himself on the shore, looking out at the water. He saw me and demanded I summon a carriage to take him into town. He wanted to get in touch with his family and tell them what happened. He was kind of surly in a way that people who expect others to jump when they speak tend to be. So I explained in a loving, compassionate way that his transportation would be along soon, and why don't we talk while we wait? So he complained about the lack of service and general incompetence of others, along with my perceived lack of helpfulness. I just love these details. We sat on the hillside and waited. And he talked a bit of his life. I don't remember the details though. Eventually, as he calmed down, although he was still frustrated, I asked the question, do you remember what you're doing just before you met me here? And he told me about being on the ship and how it healed over and he got knocked into the water. Then she says, well, so do you remember how you got here? He says, no, I don't remember. I swam to shore would be my guess. She goes, well, that's interesting. Why aren't you wet? I don't know. I dried off. And she says, really? When did that happen? And on and on. And then eventually a light clicked on. He says, did I die? She goes, yes, your feelings are true. Listen to them. You can see this place is not where you were. And you don't know uh, how you got here. And so this will tell you what you want to know. He says, well, what happens now? He goes, come, I will show you. I stood up and reached out to him. He stood up and took my hand. And as we turned away from the sea, A city had not seen before, seemed to rise up before us. And she said, we're going home, come. And as we walked to home together, where he was met by a counselor, who also took over from there, home was simply there when he was ready to see it. Now, don't you love this account of her work? Uh, In the spirit world, knowing that we are surrounded by such benevolence and love should give us all the courage to continue our struggles in our day. Lives. Spiritism, the third revelation, was given to us by the great codifier Alan Kardec in the 1850s, is arranging these messages, recollections, and books to notify us of what lies beyond our mere physical existence. The Reverend G. Val Owen was selected to send volumes of great detail concerning life in the spirit world to England in the 1920s, right after the horrible tragedy of World War I which people thought of as the great war, the war to end all wars, since no one could conceive of losing so many young men again. The meat, this was 1920. The medium I conversed with told me her story in 2015, 95 years after the publication of Beyond the Bell, and Spiritism told us a great secret that when we pass on, we are still ourselves in the 1850s. So in a span of 165 years, the message has stayed the same. At the end of the day, we should realize that we are on earth for a purpose as we go about our pre-planned pre-plan, plan, life sorry, with trials custom made for our benefit while we are being watched. The Spirit world looks for the right times to help and guide us. Now let's get back to Diego. So Diego's NDE was at the right juncture in his life. In Diego's account, there is no mention of any external circumstances that would cause an intervention by the spirit world into Diego's life, but it must have been at a pivotal moment. The spirit world does nothing without cause. Cementing the importance of Diego's experiences, a high spirit came to him to reveal eternal truth and future events. This is what Diego wrote to me. As a great surprise, a luminous gold shape appeared. An androgynous being, shining as a sun, but not hurting my eyes. His borders were well drawn, and he got near me, growing in size, until he became a little bigger than myself. I felt marveled at the greatest beauty I've ever seen. A being that overflowed any ability to understand him, to the point that I almost lost my consciousness and wanted to become just that gracious, immense, beautiful sensation. The being was full of compassion and my consolation. He was a being of pure love, wisdom, light, and energy. I looked at the being face to face in his powerful beauty and extraordinary energy, and it occurred to me that I perceived his real shape, shape would be equivalent to staying. The being surrounded me with an embrace, tender and noble, that is completely impossible to describe, and that my earthly mind is incapable to translate. I understood all and thanked him, because everything was possible. In my infinite haughtiness, I was facing a being that completely transcended me, of whom I was a small part and could integrate with his kindness. He extended his hand to me. I looked at him deeply thankful for allowing me to freely decide and thankful for giving me the most beautiful and marvelous experience ever. I lowered my head, ready to accept whatever I had to, although I knew my earthly mind wanted to have more experiences and accompany my family. Again, I inhaled an exquisite and refreshing air, and the being slowly lowered down his hand, and with deep understanding went away. In that runaway ecstasy, with only a thread of consciousness left, I told my guides that I humbly thanked them for having allowed me to have such an experience impossible to describe, and in a soft voice I told them that I still had some things to do on earth for my satisfaction. They told me my life would keep on being as torturous as it had always been. Stop right there. You know, if you ever talk to a spirit, if they just, all they do is say, oh, what a great person you are and tell you nice things, that spirit is is not a high spirit. A high spirit will tell you the truth and they'll talk to you like a teacher would and you were like a seventh grader who just did something. You're a good kid, but you just did something wrong, and you you need a little truth in your life, a little tough love. So, anyway, just a heads up. I'll keep reading what he said. They told me my life would keep on being as it's always been, and that would last for the time that it was planned to last. And since everything had been carefully planned before incarnating, very little could be changed. I accept it. Nevertheless, it was my eternal universal consciousness, the one which allowed me to take the decision without care. End of quote. So, a high spirit, reflecting the love which permeates the heavens like a perfect mirror, instills the feeling of awe, not out of fear or a sense of inferiority, but the one of being bathed in love that surrounds the high angel before you. Every fiber of the ego's being was infused by the energy of the spirit in front of you. Diego fully grasped the absolute necessity of multiple lives, that we are on a pre planned course designed specifically for each one of us. Each individual learns via different methods, and each has his or her own corrections to fulfill. No punishment is intended, only the opportunity to learn what had been lacking in you heretofore. In that moment of lucidity, Diego's spirit mind accepted the difficulties that he had had and will have to live through. What seems like torture to us on earth is but a stimulus to cause an emotional reaction, a shock to get us out of our comfort zone so we may alter our character for good, leading us to become a better person, a better spirit, doesn't ever end. We are assigned a spirit mentor, a superior spirit, we analyze our actions in a consolation with other spirits, plans the trajectories of our lives on earth and in the spirit realm. Learning never stops. So, I don't want to go too long on each each one. So this is part two. There will be a part three. that The uh, NDE of Diego is, is quite interesting. We dive into it, into it a lot. But what have we learned in this one? We've learned that Diego, independently, knew that he had a life plan and knew that he had multiple lives. Exactly what Spiritism tells us. And again, I go through all this in my book. Uh, The Spirit World world Talks to Him. Now, if you would like to know more about reincarnation, which Diego found out, yes, there's definitely reincarnation, and yes, There is definitely a plan for us. You can get my book, The Case for Reincarnation, Your Path to Perfection. I take in all sorts of different, uh, literature from, you know, from mediums, meetings from, from, um, mostly, uh, psychographed by spiritist mediums and tell you how, how you plan for your body, the body you are in now, right now. Well, guess what? You most probably plan for it. Now, let me qualify that. If you were in one of the levels of heaven, you were probably an active member in your plan for your life. If you were in the lower zone or even deeper down in the dark abyss, the spirit world made your plan for you because you are not exactly an honor student and therefore you're not allowed to decide what you're going to improve on. They will do that for you. Now, if you would like to learn more about the different levels of heaven, how heaven works, I would recommend my series of three books. Book one is Heaven and Below. Book two, Spirits in the Spirit Universe. And book three is how we are guided by spirits. And this will take in a lot of information. Now, because the the reason I wrote these books is I wrote these books so you can understand what's there, right? I'm not telling you, you have to believe what I believe or you're going to go to hell. No, no. Spirit World has told us over and over again, you just have to be a good person. They'll take you and help you into heaven. You, you don't have to follow any religion. You don't have to pay anybody any money. You don't have to eat anything differently. You don't have to wear or say a rote prayer. None of that. You just have to be a good, honorable, charitable person. So if you want to read the books and learn about spiritism that cost you nothing, all of Alan Kardec's books are on PDF those for free. That's how I started my books. I have them because I think that they, they give you, they give you what is heaven. They give you what is a spirit, right? It tells you about heaven, tells you about spirit and how you go through different levels of heaven, how you have to, you're always working, right? You're going to school you, and you, as you graduate, you go to different levels of heaven and what, what attributes, how you are actually transformed and how the spirit world guides the earth itself. So I'm trying to give information for you for you to make the decision. Your own rational decision is okay, how do I balance my spiritual and material side? Now, the spirit would say, well, oh, you should give away all your money and become a monk or you know, whatever, and you know, starve out in the desert. No. It's just trying to give you this information to let you decide for yourself what. Why are you in where you are and what is waiting for you in your true life, your immortal life? Now, I do have a book, which is how you should really comport yourself now if that's what you so choose. You don't have to. You have free will. How you so choose to live your life. And this is based on a 24-verse poem by Andre Luiz. I know if I say the word poem, I don't know like that. No, each poem is like Three or four words, and it was just like, you know, this, 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 and this. These are things you need to do in order to ascend in your spirit life. And I take that four or five words, and I say, okay, this is what the spirit world meant by this. And this is how you achieve it. And each thing builds upon the other. That might be of interest to you or not. but I just try to lay this out on the table for your own good. Now, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't believe anything, I say, that's okay. There's no harm. You can have plenty of lives, and your you know, uh, ascend, ascension of the spiritual ladder is at the pace you want. Nothing's ever going to be lost. There's always a second chance. So anyway, I don't want anybody to feel bad about things. I just want to give them information. So I want to say, everyone, God bless everyone. Thank you for being with me. And then uh, next week, I will finish part three. God bless.